Hello and welcome to another episode of the Copcast podcast. I have got Jay Reid in Liverpool. I've got Johnny Henderson in Belfast and I have got Chief Stranded in Belfast, vehicleless, mm. rainy, horrible, miserable Belfast. So, um, Chief, look, let's just kick off. Um, we are 10 points from 12. It's Three tricky games, some injuries and suspensions you could probably have done without, but we look in decent shape. Um, we've seen some good form from players. We've seen some new signings really settling really, really, really well. Um, and, you know, looking at some of the teams around us, let's just kind of, I suppose let's look at who, who realistically we should probably be compared to close closest by um the pundits who is Arsenal. They're they're the second best team in the league last year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They went out, they spent big money on Declan Rice, they spent big money on a centre half left back thing that's now like might as well not have bothered because he's out for the season and they've brought in the goalkeeper um Raya from from Brentford and you know, they they look they just look like decent enough still. Um they play good football, they're winning games, they get that hilarious but like very galvanizing and feel good factor win against United. Um just before the international break, I think, isn't it? Isn't that their last game? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, they're looking decent, Nick. What do you make of their start? Because it hasn't been the toughest of starts. Probably tougher, probably looked tougher on paper than it actually was. But, you know, where do you rate us against them, given that, you know, a summer has passed? Well, I think we've. We started well. I think we started better than 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 I expected, really. Although maybe not expected, but better than I hoped. Um, I, I didn't really know what to expect to, to begin this season. I thought, you know, there's a lot of transition, a lot of new players in. Um, obviously, last season the end of it was was good, um, and I sort of hoped we'd pick up from there. But you know. Um, you're never quite sure, and of course there was all the you know who had about signings and whatever, and it was all a, a bit like um, it was all quite uncertain. But it's it's worked out well, and um, you know we've got a couple of a pretty tough, although the point away at Chelsea is looking sort of worse up, um, but you know they haven't played as well against any other team as as they did against us. So that's that's one that you've sort of you take the draw. We're not down on last season uh, in that one, and we we just sort of move on. But we've looked decent. Um, I've caught a bit of Arsenal, saw them play United, and I saw them play Forest on the opening day. And to be fair, on the opening day, they yeah they were two 0 up at a counter, and it looked like they were just going to stroll away with the game. Um, but they didn't didn't score the third. 
and somehow they sort of let Forrest back into the game with like, I don't know, 15 minutes to go or something. And Forrest made a decent fist of it and Arsenal were nervy. And I was just left with the feeling at the end of that, same old Arsenal. Um, basically, they're they're going to be similar to last year. There's they're, they're certainly no better, um, no steelier, no no more. Um, yeah, well, maybe not same old Arsenal. Maybe maybe same new Arsenal. Well, maybe, but for me, it's same old because they've not won a league title in in how long. So they haven't had that killer instinct for for a while, and they still don't have it. Um, I think they they look okay. They look good. They look very, very similar to last season. It'll be interesting to see if they can get as much out of it because obviously they're they're going to be relying very heavily on the same sort of core group of players. Um, they've made a couple of changes, I suppose. The big one, you know, Jacka coming out, Declan Rice coming in. He looks he looks good. He looks like he's settled immediately. Uh, obviously, he scores the big goal at the weekend there. Um, and you know, couldn't couldn't ask for more really. Um, bit of a fairy tale moment. Um, so that looks like a shrewd move. The Timber one's a, a big loss for them. He's out for the whole season, and they banked a lot on him coming in. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. Uh, they've obviously got Gabby Jesus there, who was out for a lot of last season. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep him fit. They can, then you know, from the looks of his finish the other day, he's, he's hungry for goals, so that'd be good for them. But I don't envisage them ending up with more points than they than than they did last season. Let me let me put it like that. I think they'll be there thereabouts, but I don't think they'll be trumping what they what they pissed up last season. Yeah, Johnny. They like let's let's all be honest. They put themselves in a great position and they shit the bed last year. That's what happens, um, and we've seen them do it before. You know, throwing away Champions League positions the year before that. But you know, they have made progress. I, I think there's no getting away from that. And fair play to them. Um, but I think I'm interested in your thoughts. You know, I think it's safe to say they were better than us last year in a number of departments. I'm not so sure that statement holds true this year, and I'm just wondering what specific like areas of the pitch or or performance measurements that you see that have potentially elevated us above them this year ah yeah it is a tricky one because they were they were fair you know they were a lot more consistent than us last year and for you know for 28 30 games of this of the league season you know they they really looked like you know, they did look like they were the real deal. Um, I think what I'm interested in, you know, I know you're a fan of Arteta, Dave, and you've been talking about, you know, Arteta's steadily building something and he has been building there. Um, he keeps building me up and then fucking let me down like every other thing in my life. Uh, <laughs> maybe a wee bit of that, but he's, I think what, you know, he, he, they've bought pretty, they've bought pretty sensibly for a number of years and, you know, at centre back, I do think they have a gem in Saliba. I think he's one of the best centre backs around. He's he's really good on the ball. He's really strong. He's really quick. Um, imposing reminds me, dare I say it, of our um, our boy. And as 
you know, when it, when he was when he was real imperious, he just seems to be the guy that always just sorts things out for them. Um, and and they were really good. Obviously, look, if you compare them, I suppose, to us as as a team, you know, Saka's a worldie. He's a fabulous player, as is Martinelli. Um, Jesus probably fits their system more, and he's he's a really good player. Obviously, proven. Um, I think what's interesting with them is, you know, Arteta has been he, he's been very tinkery at the start at the start of the season. He, he's 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 done a lot of stuff. You know, last year they were more conventional four four three three. You know, he had that mid, midfield three in there of um, Xhaka uh, and, 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 and Partey and Odegaard. Um, and you had that, you know, front three. Um, and it was very simple. And I think there's a lot of their fans a bit miffed at the way he's tinkered and he's tried this thing with the inverted fullbacks where he's had Partey at the right back. And at the and they've, they've obviously spent a hell of a lot of money. You know, with 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 you know Timber um, coming in, Declan Rice hundred million, which fine, he's a fine player, but it's crazy, crazy money for Dak for Declan Rice. Um, so th- th- their balance looks a wee bit off, and to be honest, I think they've sort of they've huffed and puffed a bit so far this season. They they have had a relatively easy start. I mean, they were at home to Forest, and I know Forest seemed much improved, but they were the worst away team, and uh, as Chief says, they they went one 0 up in that game. Then, yeah, you know, the, uh, then then Forest really made them sweat. Um, and in the end, for it, they had a pretty fortuitous win at Palace. They got they got a penalty. They drew it home to Fulham, who've been literally, you know, getting getting trounced by nearly by pretty much everybody. Um, and then obviously they had that big win against United, but listen, United had. Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire at centre back at, at for the last twenty minutes, so um, I, they didn't massively impress me in that. But when I compare the teams, Dave, I mean, I think defensively, you know, I still think, you know, the likes of Trent, the likes of Arabo, or you know, I would put them up there with what they have. I think in the middle of the park now. I genuinely would give the edge to us, given McAllister, Sabozlai, and what we've got. I would take our forwards as a collective group all day long in terms of depth over there. So I don't think there's... I think we have every chance of finishing above them, basically. This season, I don't think we're certainly going to be looking up at them. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, I think we're in good shape to to certainly compete against them. And, and they haven't really impressed me. I don't know if our cattle go... Keep it simple now and maybe stick to a 4-3-3 and just get back to what they were doing. But I don't think there's anything to fear from them. Yeah, that, that, yeah I, I get where you're coming from. Jay, I think Johnny's right. There has been a bit of tinkering, etc. I don't know how much the, the early timber injury ha, has played into Arteta having to try and maybe think he has to be a bit more kind of creative. Um he may well have like thrown his eggs in that basket, and then he's had the you know the rug pulled out from underneath him, which is unfortunate. Um, but Johnny's right in what he's saying. They've kind of huffed and puffed, and they've they've got the results, um, bar the, the draw versus Fulham. But I think that's the one thing that's kind of semi impressed me about their start that last year. 
they kind of win the games when they're playing really well. And when they don't click, you know, perfectly, then that was when they suffered some really bizarre results. So I don't know, is is that maybe a bit of a bit of growth this year that you've seen in this side? Mm, potentially. Um I think we'll find the real Arsenal probably in the next six to eight weeks when the Champions League kicks in. Because last season the we will have the benefit well, of that. no have. Europe last season, actually. I I, I forgot it's about indeed. that. It's really it's, it's a really good point. They had no Europe last season, isn't that right? No, they were in the Europa. Oh, they, they were, were yeah. Sport and Lisbon. Um, but for the group stages, they basically played a second-string team, which, you know... Yeah, it was Wenger Harding Cup team, wasn't it? We would basically hope that that's how we approach this year. And, and by Christmas, they were on 50 points or something like that. And, you know, if we play our cards right and we've got the ability within the squad to do that, we could be, you know, in a similar sort of position. But... They're not going to be able to do that this season because the Champions League means a lot to them. It's been a few years since they've been in a, like on a consistent basis, so they are going to play a stronger team and they're going to have to play that stronger team every three or four days or across like you know, well six game weeks, but mixed in with you know potentially the Carabao Cup. I'll say this: they might take that or not, but that will be a, a stretch on their squad, and I just don't think they've got enough strength and depth and experience to deal with that. So I think then we will see, you know, how good Mikel Arteta is at adapting, how good that squad is at living up to the expectations. And I think quite confidently we finish above them this season um, because we, we've got that proven quality in our team. We've got lads there who've been there, done it, got the T-shirts where Arsenal don't. You know, like the only real winners they've got in their team are the lads they've picked up from City, like in Jesus and Zinchenko. But the rest of them, you know, you could argue maybe Declan Rice done it with West Ham last season, but, you know, the rest haven't really done it and proved it at the highest level yet. And as you say, when the when the pressure was on, they shit the bed, they went out against Sport and Lisbon, they flapped the league, you know, that it was in it was literally in their hands and and they gave it away. Um so I'm not too worried about them personally. I think, you know, They'll be all huff and puff like Arsenal are and, and you know, blow their own trumpets too loud and then realise that come come the business end of the season, the trumpets aren't working anymore, really. Yeah, that's well, it remains to be seen. But yeah, it's a good point. Um, in the interest of time, we're gonna give us a crack at one team each here. Um, Chief, let's start with everybody's new favourite and also least favourite team. They're becoming a little bit us, except for the fact that they're owned by like people that, that literally just cut cut other people's heads off. Um, allegedly. Um, Newcastle, see if we, we get that like smash and grab win against them, um, which, you know... <sighs> Demoralizes them as much as it you know galvanizes us. That's a that's a real you know that that's just that's that's a game you potentially look back at the end of the season and go, Do you know what? That's maybe where it all started. Those two Nunez goals. That's maybe where where this all started. Um. So they have had like you know statistically the hardest start 
on paper. I know I think last week I said that, that we did, but in fairness, Newcastle certainly have. Last year, I think I said to you pre-pod, they, they kind of ride the crest of, of a wave. It's a real feel-good factor. Um, they, they start pretty well and, and they, they kick on from there. Um, they draw a lot of games. I think you checked 14 games they draw last year. And that kind of says to me, those games can go either way, I guess, a lot of the time. And with this rocky start they've had that they haven't experienced under Howe before, and with not just European football, but Champions League football, with a squad, let's be honest, that isn't particularly deep, I think they might find it really, really difficult. And I'd be interested to see where they are come Christmas. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see them mid-table. Yeah, I mean, it's be interesting. Like, you have an Eddie Howe get sacked when kind of theory. Yeah, it's that. That's the thing. I mean, you look at them coming into the season, and they're already. You know, you look at them, and and you already sort of judge them as as being a. You might say they're a little bit um, over fancied based on what they did last season. You know, a lot of people sort of have said that they progressed too quickly or progressed. They took a, a bigger step than they were expected to, and I think that's fair. I don't think um, anyone massively expected them to get in the Champions League last season. Um, but they, um, as you said, they got off to a good start, and they sort of they made it. They, they were durable. They made it stick. Um, they were. They did draw fourteen games last season, so they were hard to beat. I mean, that was that was the key, and they're they're de- and they were defensively pretty mean. They only lost five games, um, but they sort of have jumped ahead, and their the expectations are high. And it's a different. They're they're going into games now, and teams sort of treating them with a bit more respect. They're having to deal with having the ball a bit more. They're having to deal with being fancy. They're having to deal with teams sitting deeper against them. Um, they're going to have to deal with the the Champions League coming in. And there's a lot of question marks over whether their squad is actually a Champions League quality. Um, they haven't got a particularly easy group either. So we'll see what happens there. There are people saying potentially they could, they could not get a point. I'm not Sure, I necessarily see that happen happening, but there is a, con- a world where it conceivably could. So that could be a harsh lesson. Uh, we'll have to see if that sort of demoralizes them, or who knows, maybe they they perform well and you, you know it it boosts their their confidence. Uh, it could could go either way. Um, but I think the thing with them is they were. It, it's been a tough start. I mean, statistically. Um, as as you said there, and I think it's been alluded to um, in one or two articles, they they have had the the hardest start on paper, and you know they've come out of it badly. They've had three defeats on the spin, and um, you know that that does for anyone, particularly a fancy team. Um, and it's time, wild actually. If you think, it's, it's wild if you think about it. 
it's hard to imagine now, but if you remember their start, it's a 5-1 home win against a really absolutely Villa side. Against a Villa side who, you know, a lot of people were tipping to to be dark horses to for, for well, outside outside bets for top four and certainly dark horses for the top six and, and to be fancied to get up there. Emery's team getting a lot of praise and Newcastle just blew them away. Um, having said that, Villa turned up uh, to Anfield and were, were pretty poor in, in defeat against us as well. But they won their two home games, didn't they? Um, so they're no mugs, but perhaps they 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 didn't really show up on the day. Who knows? But Newcastle just made made short work of them. Um, so they do have that in their locker. They've got all, but but after that, they've you know had the the three defeats in a row. They were limp in defeat against City. They were ponderous against us um, with the extra man and made the pay by by clinical strikes from Darwin at the end. And they've been roundly battered by by Brighton, by all accounts, scoring only a consolation at the end. So it has been a tough start, but sort of the worst has happened. So now they, they need the three points at the weekend, basically. And if they can't get back on the horse quickly, it you know this could slip away quite quite suddenly, and Eddie Howe could find himself out of a job quicker than than anyone anticipated after last season. Um, okay. So yeah, hmm. where do you predict? They, where do you predict they finish the season? I would say with a fair win, they'll they'll finish fifth. With a with a foul win, they could end up sort of ninth or tenth. Okay. I presume, we're all assu- I presume we're all assuming Arsenal are going to finish third. Yeah, probably. Top four, yeah. Uh, top four. Yeah. Okay. That'll all be right. top four. I'd have Newcastle down about seventh or eighth. Okay. All right. And uh, Newcastle, Johnny? Where do I think they'll finish? Yeah. I think we'll be sixth. Six. All right, I'm gonna go tenth. Oh, ooh, the yeah, yeah. I don't think their squad's that good, to be honest. I think the one real quality player they have in there is Gameras. Sorry, two is Gameras, and his his form seems to have fallen off a cliff. And Isaac, who may be the new Daniel Sturridge. So, yeah, let's let's wait and see. They've they've swapped it maximum for Harvey Barnes. I'm not sure that's the most sensible thing in the world to do. And uh, again, the, their other striker there is Callum Wilson, and you know he invariably finds himself on the treatment table too. Those two would fit well in at, at, at Liverpool. Um, Johnny, <laughs> I know everybody was probably going. It's like winning the lottery. Who's going to get to talk about this team? And uh, this team that we're going to talk about, Johnny, they're not very good. Um, <laughs> United. <laughs> yeah, they're just not very good. Um, and, you know, at the minute, it's a fucking shit show over there. Like, it's an absolute shit show. <clears throat> you have, you know, four games they've played. They should concede a last-minute penalty at home to Wolves to draw the game, which they are not very good in. Um, they are very fortunate two decisions, which, if it was us, would have went um, the other way. 
in the red card and the penalty they get against Forest after they go 2-0 up after about seven minutes or something. Um, and they they sort of scrape their way to victory. And then they are beaten by... Who beats them? Who else beats them other than Arsenal? Spurs beat them. Spurs beat them. Yep. Spurs beat them. And then Arsenal beat them. And you might say, oh, they were kind of, they played well and they were, they were unlucky. But ultimately, they lose the games and see people saying they played well against Arsenal. I don't think they did. They played on the counter attack. Like they played like, they played like, I don't know, Brentford or somebody with like trying to get pace down the wings and behind. And this is Man United we're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, that is on the pitch, off the pitch. The Greenwood saga has been handled awfully. You've got now this Anthony issue um, with alleged, you know, domestic violence um, issues. You've got this Jaden Sancho fiasco um, where he gets called out and thrown under the bus by the manager in a press conference, and then he retorts by calling the manager out in social media. <laughs> and then after the game, he sticks Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire in, they lose the game, and then he chucks them under the bus afterwards by saying, yeah, it was their fault we lost the game, and I'll not be bringing them on again to see a game out. <laughs> so, you know, it's... It's... I also think their squad is pretty poor. Ten Hag seems to have had a lot of control over who he signed. He's brought the keeper in, he's brought Anthony in, he's brought Lissandro Martinez in. I think the 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 fullback is it um Tariq Massel or whatever he's called. I think, you know, he's very much one from his, you know, scouting book as well. But I guess Malassia, is it Terrell Malassia? Malassia. Right. Yes, sorry, Malassia, yes. Um but you can see I don't know about you, but I think you could see things going very sore very quickly at Man United. Yeah, um, they are. I mean, you've <laughs> you've just listed off a litany of problems, haven't you? They've they they have had a poor start to the season. I mean, I I watched the the home game against Wolves. I mean, they were unbelievably bad that game at home. Um, they really deserved to lose the game, let alone draw. And obviously, Wolves were. You know, they were denied um, just a, the clearest penalty, but Wolves just cut through them uh, at will. Um, the, the Spurs game was a strange game in that they played decent. They had a lot of chances. They missed Rashford and um, Fernandez, missed a couple of big, big, big chances in that game. The Forest game, they sort of rallied themselves from 2-0 down. And then against Arsenal, I, I, I totally agree with you, Dave, and that, they didn't impress me at all. I, in fact, I thought both teams were really average for large chunks of that game. I thought Arsenal stood off them, which was just dead strange um, with the, the players up front. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, Gary Neville was talking absolute nonsense. He does try to big them up and give them confidence when when they're doing things half decent. And, you know, he was talking about Onana's running the game because bloody Onana and, and, and Lindelof um, and Martinez were having this little triangle of passes between them where, where they were under no pressure and just keeping the ball, and they were going absolutely nowhere, and then they were hoofing it, and 
Rashford gets a goal out of nothing. But they just look, they look really disjointed. Their fans are very disillusioned very quickly with Mount. Uh, <laughs> it seems to be the consensus. They don't really see how he fits in. You know, does, is it Hammer Bruno Fernandes? Does the Holden goes forward? Um, they've got the big injury issues now as well. You know, Varane's got an injury. Obviously, Luke Shaw's been out. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy that they finished a game at um, Arsenal with, um, you know, Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire. It's extraordinary, really, when you think about it, you know, with the money they've spent over the years. So they've, they've got, got their problems. Um, I think they will be pinning their hopes on um, Amrabat, you know, coming in. Um, he's obviously a good, solid midfield player, but he's going to have to get up to speed really, really quickly because Mount hasn't settled. It is early days. Like I, I think Mount's a talented player. Um, dare I say it, Casemiro looks a little bit Fabinho-like in that he just looks well, like... He's, Carragher, he's Carragher getting massively exposed, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Carragher, I think, yeah. would call him about it at the start of the season. And then, he, you know, I think after the Spurs game, he was coming and going, hey, look, I was right. But I think you're right. I think the Amrabat signing is what they need in the middle of the park, where it's it's legs yeah. around Casemiro. But I feel like if you need legs around somebody, they shouldn't be there in the first place at that level. And the other thing is, I don't necessarily see what Amrabat can do that, for example, Fred or even Scott McTominay can't do. Yeah, he's probably he's not a massive upgrade, I suppose, is what I'm saying on those two. Uh, I think he's a decent enough upgrade. I mean, Amrabat's decent technically, isn't it? He's got a pretty good engine. That I think that remains to be seen. Uh, but but you certainly look at their squad, especially with the Sancho issue. I think the big one that they'll be hoping for is that you know Hoyland did look a handful when he came on against Arsenal, he was really, really strong. And he, he really did. He bullied Gabriel almost. He, he he looks like he could be important for them. But they have a lot of issues. And the problem for United is, obviously, the majority of teams that play Man United are really happy to sit and take a point. And that just doesn't suit the way that their strengths are, because their strengths are transition. And you only get to really play um, transition against teams that are going to be expansive and come out and play. So a game like Brighton at the weekend might well suit them. They'll probably score a few goals in that. But like you say, Dave, when you when you, when you actually go through the squad and you look at the quality, there things could, you could, yeah, just like you said, they could turn nasty, and especially with the, you know, they've got the Champions League. I mean, it will forever be laughable that that team finished above us last season. I mean, we have the 7-0, but at the end of the day, they finished above us and got into the Champions League, which really grates me when you know how poor they are. Um, I genuinely think with them that their only real hope, because I think the top three, you know, City, you've got to say City, want to again be... You know, it's hard, hard to look past them. And then, you, you know, you look at Liverpool Arsenal and then you look at what's coming behind that. You look at Spurs under Postacoglu look really good. Brighton, another team, really progressive manager, really attacking. And could be, they, they could really struggle for, for fourth this season. Uh, I think they'll, they'll, they'll really struggle. I think they'll be in a dogfight for it. Um, so it's good. It's good in, that, in the sense that 
they have a lot of work to do. They don't really seem to have, they just don't still seem to have a real identity either in how they play. And they always give you a chance at the back. And Casemiro was brilliant for them last season. Now he seems to be on the decline. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a challenging season for our old fans, which is which is nice. Okay, where do you predict the finish? Because remember, they're not very good. Um, I'm going to say, I'm assuming they're going to get players back. and I, I think they'll be fifth. Chief? Yeah, I was going to put them fifth as well. I think Spurs will take their place in the top four. Okay. Uh, you think, think Spurs will be above Brighton, Jay? Um, I like Brighton. United, eighth. Oh, eighth. Wow. Okay. That's Ooh. bold, and I love it. It's bold, and I fucking love it. Um, I'm going to go sixth for United. Um, Spurs Brighton above them then? You're going to Brighton above them. Yeah, I would probably say Newcastle. Okay. Potentially Chelsea. I think Chelsea will improve. We're not going to do them because they're fucking. It's. I can't even be bothered. It would take a whole podcast to go through just the players. You know they've had the easiest start on paper. Yeah, 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 and they've yeah they they've been yeah anyway. So look, abject. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So United. Yeah, agreed. Um. I honestly think I've had a lot of fun watching Man United over the last probably like what, five, six, seven, eight years or whatever it is, this might be the most fun this season. This might be the most fun. Um, Jay, uh, let's do Spurs. Um, big transfer saga, Kane, Willie, Woody, Willie, Woody, blah, blah, blah. Dawes, it's 100 million. They look as though they haven't spunked it right away like they did the Gareth Bale money. Um, Madison's come in. Um, I think they've shipped out some deadwood like Davison Sanchez and on ballet and Harry Winks has gone. Um, and you know, they've, they've replaced the keeper, somebody more suitable to the way they want to play. Uh, and you know, they look, they look fun, you know, they look, they look really decent. I think they've, they've got an issue at center forward because they've got that Brazilian. Blue nose twat who's would fit in well at United by the looks of things, but they're playing some good stuff. Um, they're they're fun to watch, they're scoring goals, they're going to be a threat. And I think this is you know, Johnny mentioned that United don't have any sort of identity. Spurs have been like that for the last couple of seasons, but I think if nothing else, it looks like they may have kind of got that back now. Don't be loading. They've played Brentford, Drew. Piece of shit United at home. Beat Bournemouth away and beat Burnley. There's not many teams have got 10 points, though, you know? Yeah, but that's no matter what. You should expect Tottenham to be getting a, a minimum of nine from that. Right. See, uh, that's fair. But seeing days going by, Jay, Tottenham wouldn't have got a minimum of nine from that. And you could say the same about you should expect Chelsea to have more points. You should expect United to have more yeah, points. Yeah, I agree. And, and they do, and you should expect Newcastle to maybe have more points given the way that the game's panned out. So I know what you're saying, but there's a lot of teams not 
a lot of supposedly good teams not doing what Spurs are doing, if you see what I, I mean. Agreed, agreed. And they still look susceptible at the back, which is, you know, they're all well and good going forward and creating, you know, chances. And it, they probably will become a better team without Kane, which sounds mad to say, but, you know, they've not got that one man, you know, sort of one man band, um, you know, and, and they might just become a little bit of a better all round team. But I think it's going to be a, a work in progress. And as the season goes on, they'll probably slip back into, you know, the, the Tottenham of old and be, you know, fifth or sixth contenders. They haven't got Europe, which is in their favour. But, you know, in, in, in weeks to come, they've got Sheffield uh, United at home this weekend. Then they got a trip to Arsenal. Then they face us at home. You know, so there, there's two tricky games like back to back. If you know, if they come through them three games and they've got six or more points, then you think, well, maybe you know, maybe there's something to to take from them there. But if they come up them games and they've got the three points, which you probably would expect them to pick up at home to Sheffield United, then you think, well. It's just, you know, back to what the Tottenham of old is. Um, Let me ask you this question, Jay. On go on. Spurs. We've got them coming up in the next two or three weeks. Are you more worried about them this year than last year? No. Okay, fair. I I think we've got a a far stronger, more complete team than what they have. Um, you know, they, they've got a couple of additions. Madison's been a great addition for them. Um, that's probably... Madison's level, you know, he was he was always too good for Leicester, but I don't think he's ever good enough for the very top top sort of team. So I think he's that's probably his level. He's maxing out at. Um, but I don't see much else in their squad to trouble you. You know, Son on his day can be troublesome, but I don't think they've got anything else there. As I say, they they're not the strongest team at the back. I'm not sure on this new keeper. Um, He's better than Larice, but it didn't take much to be better than Larice. I think a traffic home, but we would have done half a decent job to to replicate him. Um, I, I I'd feel confidence going to Tottenham that we'll get a result. You know, we seem to have a little hold over them in recent years, and yeah, I think they'll do well. You know, they're not getting any higher than fifth for me. Oh fifth! Wow. Okay. I th- I think they'll I think they'll be the best of the rest outside the three that we talked about. Um, Chief, where's Spurs finishing for you? You said fourth, didn't you? Yeah, I have them probably finishing fourth. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny. Um. Oh. I'd probably say maybe it's just because I really like Brighton on the way they play. Um. I'm torn now because what did I say? I said United fifth, didn't I? The minute it's hard to see them you did. behind you. Yeah, I'm know, feeling but, free to downgrade United. I'm all for that. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say that United will get their act together a wee bit and Spurs will ultimately finish sixth because I think the depth... Um, I really like Postacoglu. Madison settled in. Playing Son as a striker, which is interesting because Richarlison's having a a nightmare, but I don't think Son will get the kind of joy he got against Burnley with their high line every week. So I'm going to go sick, but I think they'll have a good season. Here, and just to throw a spanner in the works, there. Did you not say Newcastle were going to finish six? No, do you know what you're really screwing me about here now? You should have given me more notice about this. 
Let me see. Balls out. I'll go City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Brighton, <laughs> United. <laughs> Gonna go Newcastle. So, right. do you really think Brighton will sustain it with the uh, with the Europa League and all? Brighton have a massive pool of players now in the forward positions and midfield. You know, they they they've actually got loads of options. And if you just even think about down the middle, you know, they've got they've got Ferguson, you know, they've got Joe Pedro, they've got Matoma and Ginra, the new guy, they've got Sully and Ciso's got a bad injury. They've got one Anote well back. They have a lot of and they're yeah, very well you list them like there there are a few of them. Yeah. They're very well coached the other, as well. They're very well coached. Yeah. The other uh, thing about Brighton, Johnny is you know, you're only naming the players that you know about. How mm-hmm. many more of these players are sitting in the the under twenty ones like Inicio was last season? Mm-hmm. They're just gonna just be like, Oh, here's another one. And listen, I'm gonna caveat this with their defensive numbers, like expected goals conceded and stuff like that. I'm pay a wee bit of attention to that stuff. And they they do cough up a lot of chances because of the way Deserbi plays. So it is a little bit of the football romantic. I mean, I just like the way they do things, and I'm willing them to be in the top four. I'd love to see it, but it wouldn't surprise me, you know, because being in Europe for them is massive, and I think they'll give it a damn good whack, and that probably will hurt them in the longer run because they won't have experience in that game, you know, three games a week, but. They're very well coached. They, they, they could, uh, it might be the perfect year for Brighton to get in because Newcastle expectation, don't think they're going to be as good. We've already said that. United have a lot of problems. Spurs are still in transition. Chelsea are, you just don't know what you're getting. This might be the sweet spot for Brighton to actually force their way in. I hope it is. I'd love to see them make it in. Yeah, yeah. Be good. Who, be mm-hmm. good. who should top six, seven or eight then, whatever. As it would be very Johnny's. I don't mind. I've had a revise on. <laughs> well, mine would mine would be similar. I'm sure. But what was it? It's um, Austin City at the top. Right now, you you probably put you know put them top, but you, you never quite know. Um, and then probably Arsenal third, Spurs fourth. I said United fifth. It could go. It could go really tits up for them, as you sort of mentioned earlier. Everything could unravel because it's a, it's a toxic atmosphere at the moment. You know, there's everything sort of things are unraveling from all all areas here. You know, it's like not a question of don't pull the thread. It's sort of you know, it's all threads really at this point. You've got the the, the Sancho saga, as you mentioned. You've got yeah. The, it's honestly, it's get the fa- it's get the far extinguisher out stage. Yeah, really, you, isn't it? You've got the ownership. You've got the mar- the, the the Anthony thing. You've got the uh, Holgate or not Holgate, the other Mason Greenwood thing. You've mm-hmm. got uh, the the stadium falling apart. Complete absentee owners, a vacuum going on there. So it's a it you know you've got fan protests. So it really could go tits up for them if, if a few results go against them. But I think they will probably sort of hold it together and be in the be in the hunt for the top four and probably just end up out of it in fifth. Um, do, you know, do, do you know what as well, Chief? I'm really not sure about the most important position on the pitch for them. He could go either way, that goalkeeper. He just 
I think he. I, I don't he, know. I don't know what to make of him so far. Like, I mean, if he if he gets it together, fair enough. Beryl seems to think he'll probably get it together, but I think he'll cost him points, though. I think he has already. Yeah, but yeah, I think it would have cost him more. He's yeah. just not very good. Yeah, yeah, they, they, he, he's perfect for them. He's, he's perfect, perfect for, for them. them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm. I mean, I think. Let me see. And I think after United, you've you've got Brighton. I think they'll have a tilt at Europe, like you said, and um, they just won't quite have the consistency in the league to to end up in the in, in again in the in the Champions League next next time. But so you never know; it could be anything. But that's where I'd have my top six. Yeah, I'm gonna go City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Brighton. Um, it's going to be United next, isn't it? Unless West Ham can do something. Right, here's a real random one. Don't steal this. <laughs> Go on. Brentford. Oof. No. Big Ivan on the rampage in the second half of the season. Their home record is so good. I think, honestly, I think those two lads up front are absolutely unreal. Um... We a couple of disappointing 1-1 one, one draws recently, though. They've dropped sort of four points there. Yeah, but their home form's so good. It really is. Um, so, yeah. And then I think I'll go, like, Villa United, Newcastle. None I'm going to put a spanner in the works. I'm, I'm going to go... We, we will get close. I wouldn't be surprised if we nick it. Possibly. Then City, then Arsenal, then Chelsea. Then Spurs. Then, oh, Chelsea, uh, yeah. I think Chelsea will get fourth. Um, then Spurs. Oh. Then you, you, you think we'll win the league, Jay? You think then we'll... Brighton, then Villa, then United. It's definitely plausible to, to win the league. Like I don't think City are going to be I think if, if we do what Arsenal did last season, the first half of the season, and we go out and smash the first half and just play a second string in the Europa... We can get ourselves a decent lead, and we're always good in the back half of the season. Yeah, I think you know what? That's a really good point. Let's let's move to the Reds. You know, just just while we're here, um, Chief. We've talked about this last year a lot. Look who said they've got the World Cup. They're going blah blah blah. We have less players. We're going to play less minutes. Blah blah blah. And all we really need is a good start. Meh, meh, meh. And Jay's spot on. We are always good in the back half of the season, certainly like the last third. And what we didn't have last year, and what we did have the year we won the league and, and years we've done any damage is we've had a really good start. And, you know, I think as we spoke last week, there, there's coherence in, in the way we're trying to play now. And, you know, people are, are throwing stones at certain players for not playing. I can't, Robbo can't play that position. And, you know, we need a six and blah, blah, blah. But actually, this, I think, it's not unreasonable to say that this system that we're trying to play, it's not just the players still working out, it's probably the manager still working it out as well, you know, and the coaching staff still working on it. What is the best way to do it? This would be something, you know, you don't just decide to play a new system and go, right, this is what we're playing, and, you know, it works or it doesn't. It takes time, and we all know with these things that Klopp is a man who is patient, and generally becomes wedded to a formation. Now, he's not 
you know, adverse to changing. We've seen what he did at Dortmund, the kind of four-two-three-one sort of thing. He's, he's coming at Liverpool. He's he's done primarily the four-three-three. So we can change, but when he does change, he he commits, I guess. And we were starting to see green shoots in certain areas of the pitch. Does this system even require number six? I don't know. Um, maybe it just requires a part of multifunctional midfielders. So. I get where everybody's coming from, but we have had that good start. It spurs at half 12, which we're notoriously not great at. But, you know, Wolves. Like, Wolves. sorry, what did I say? Spurs? Sorry. Ah. Um, Wolves at half 12. It's away from home. We're, we're notoriously poor statistically at a half 12 kickoff. But, you know, there's some other like tricky fixtures for, for teams in and around us at the weekend. And this represents an opportunity for us, surely. Oh, 100%. We have had a good start, as as we said, and, you know, we're half 12 kickoff, which is shite for us in general, statistically speaking and whatever. I don't think anyone really likes playing at the half 12. I don't think any fans really like to be involved in a half 12. But the good thing about it is, is if you win, you get your points on the board early and we can go top with a win. And we will go top with a win because nobody else plays until three o'clock. So... It's one you want to get on the board, and you want to you 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 know you want to sort of lay a marker down. Really, it's a game you should be winning anyway, because with all due respect to Wolves, they're they're you know they're in a different part of the league this season. They're going to be scrapping against sort of relegation, or certainly, um, you know, um, not going to be finishing any higher than 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 the bottom half. You wouldn't imagine this season. So, um, it's a game we should be winning. It's they don't have a lot of firepower. Um, they can be, well, they they have been sort of tough to break down at points, and they beat us last season. But of course, they've got an entirely new manager, and they've lost a couple of big big players um, for them as well. Uh, one in in very recent weeks, sort of acrimoniously. So, you know, you want to go out, you want to get the points on the board, you want to be top, even if it is only for a few hours. City play. Uh, away at West Ham at three o'clock but um, West Ham have started really well and are just the kind of team at the moment that could potentially turn City over given that they beat Chelsea with about what 20% possession and um, and you know they're very good at, at hitting teams on the transition so you never know but yes it, we can go out and do something and, and we should be expecting to up against uh, what is is quite a you know, um, quite a poor Wolves team, for for want of a better word. Certainly, a Wolves team that um, will be expected to beat. Um, so, yeah, let's go out and do it, and and keep this momentum going. Really. Yeah, Johnny, I think it it is a poor Wolves team. There's there doesn't look to be a great deal of goals. There was never really a great deal of goals in, in that world side. Um, but, you know, Traore is gone, who was always a threat. I think Klopp's openly come out and said that, you know, they created a specific plan for him. Um, Jimenez, you know, had the injury, came back, wasn't quite the same player, but still was a focal point for them. He's now gone as well. And I think their their plan was one of the fucking three musketeers as the, the, the centre forward, aren't they? Um Whatever you call him, Fabio something or another. Um, yeah, Fabio Summer. I him, you know. Um, but in saying that, 
you know, historically, this has been really tough for us, this ground. Um, no matter what you say, it's been really tough. It's been like last minute wins, scrappy two ones or one nils. Um, and it's never been a pleasant watch. So, you know, all things considered, these kind of, you know, lived experiences tend to have an influence on these games, regardless of, of how much quality or form you would say are between the two teams. Yeah, I agree. It's not been um it's it's definitely not been a an easy ground. I, I don't remember many strolls there. I, I remember quite a nervy sort of tight game, even this the season we 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 won the league there. They always make a sort of fight for it. But so so there is that and there is the early kickoff. Um I think you made a good point though. You'd you'd almost rather the early kickoff away from home where as you say, it's their crowd or quiet. Um, and rather than ours, but I think distinctly though, that when we played them, you know, when they had, um, I'm trying to remember what what did what did you call Nuno Spirito? Was it the the coach they had then when they when they came up yeah. and got promoted and Ruben Neves was playing really well? I just think they they had that real access in midfield. I know you really like John Matinho, you know, real tidy, experienced player, just really, really good, sensible player. And, you know, you had him and Ruben Neves was your platform and you had Traore and you had Raul Jimenez prior to his injury. And they, they were they were a dangerous team, but I think we've said it. Like it's you look at their team now with you know, you've got Fabio Silva, who's, you know, you, you almost feel a wee bit sorry for him. Came with a big price tag and a reputation. And he's just really struggled with the sort of physicality and pace of the league. You've got Cunha. Um, they've lost, you know, they, they've lost, obviously, the two fellas I've mentioned. They've lost Nunez. And you do you do look at their team. And I know they've Neto, Neto's a decent, um, you know, he's a decent player. Um and, and they have some, you know, they, they they have some sort of young young talent there. Um, with um, well, they they have Lamina and Sarabia and them boys, don't they? But and the the forward, you know, he Chan and stuff. And there's that kid as well, Bueno. But the, but you look at them and don't see. I think if if Liverpool are on it, they keep them at arm's length. And I think I said pre-pod and we're having a chat. I think it's the kind of game where. You know, if you give them encouragement, I mean, they did look really good against United, which was interesting. But they looked, you know, Brighton went there, um, and Brighton are stylistically probably quite similar to us in that they're very quick, very one touch, great movement up front, and Brighton absolutely murdered them. They'll probably have learned a lot from that, but there's a lot of flaws in their team. They lack pace. Um, I just think it's one of these games. If we're not on it and they get a scrappy goal, or we gift them a stupid one, which we do have form for do these days, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. We give them. A- <laughs> yeah, we're not. A, we're no stranger to those sorts of things happening, are we? No, exactly. We do that. You know, we could make it a long afternoon for ourselves. But I think if we're on it and we've got a bit of zip about our game early on, and we get a goal up early on, we could win this game by two or three goals, and it would be a really that would be a super. Superstar to the season, you'd have to say. You know, if we if we start the season with uh, thirteen out of fifteen points, that's pr- pretty pretty excellent, really. 
yeah, it's a championship winning form that day. Um, the the caveat to all this is, you know, Johnny mentions Zelazia Cunha, it looks like a real live wire. Um, the Lopetegui thing, I think he was promised funds that didn't happen, fallout, whatever. They brought in Gary O'Neill and was kind of surprised that Bournemouth let him go at the end of last year um, because I thought he did a decent job. Um, and you might look at his side and I think I mentioned it, you know, that they, they, they like to, to play the ball about and blah, 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 and they'll leave gaps at the back. But, you know, we go there to Gowanus Bournemouth last year and, and Salah misses a penalty and they beat us. Now, we are the lowest there, but, you know, O'Neill will be looking at a game plan there, which he kind of, he's got, he's got evidence that works. So this isn't maybe quite as straightforward as we hope it'll be? Um, I don't know. I think it probably will. Um, you know, we, we went there, it was March time, I think, last year. Um, so, yeah, just got it up now. The team we went with was Allerton, Robbo, Van Dijk, Canate, Trent, Elias, Fabinho, Bissetic, Darwin, Gapo, and Salah. Um, you know, it, it's is that strong. Jay? It's strong. It's strong, but it's not. I would argue last we're much year stronger now. But there's no, there's no McAllister and Sabazla there, is there? No, we 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 took Elliot off and brought Jota on a half time, and then we basically folded at 65 minutes and took off Trent, Fabinho, and Nunes for Milner, Henderson, and Firmino, um, and then we missed a penalty, and then it was game over pretty much. Um, and then young Fab- Fabio Carvalho come on for two minutes for Bissetic. But, you know, if you, if you look at that lineup now, OK, the, from what we currently know as we record this, um, the centre-halves are likely to be Matip and Gomez due to Van Dijk's suspension and Canate probably still having a muscular strain or something like that. Trent, we don't know of. I've got faith in the fact that they were just pulling a fast one so we didn't have to go to England. And I'd imagine he is available for the weekend. Um you know, the, the midfield three, Bessette, Fabinho and Elliot, it's it's chalk and cheese, what we've got now. And, you know, Nunes, Gakpo, Salah, Nunes was playing off the left. He is now probably going to play down the middle, but I don't think he'll feature at the weekend. I'd imagine we'll go Gakpo, Salah and Jota, um, given um, Jota and Gakpo were back from international football earlier than the South American contingent. So, I think, you know, okay, that that's compared to Bournemouth, but Bournemouth's quality compared to Wolves' quality isn't much difference. So I I think we'll be fine. You know, I I can see us rolling out there with like another similar result to Villa, a nice three nil three nil victory. Okay, fine. Just to finish this off then, Chief. Uh first of all, does anybody know if Canate's fit? Does anybody know if Trent's fit? There will be pitches probably by the time this is pods released. You're probably going to get training pitches on Thursday of this week, um, which will probably give you an insight. And if not, Klopp will have his press conference first thing Friday morning. Okay. I will assume that Trent will be fit and assume that Kanate will not be fit just for this um, just for this conversation. Chief, what is your 11, given Van Dyke is back? Is Van Dyke back? No, yeah, he's suspended. It, no, hold on. Was it only one? 
Um, he's got an extra game for seven referees to deal with. Sorry, I thought, I thought one. I thought, yeah, sorry, I thought the extra game had already been served, but it hasn't. So okay, so there you go. So then it's so then it's gonna be um, it's gonna be Gomez and uh, and Madibin there, and it'll be obviously Trent and Robbo. I'd imagine Trent's fit as well. I really hope he is. Um, then in the midfield you've got uh, Dom and McAllister and probably Curtis Jones and up front you've probably got um, well, he has been starting Diaz he comes home probably a bit later than as you said sort of Jota and Gakpo so maybe it's Jota, Gakpo, Salah um, given it's a half 12 maybe it is that so yeah we'll go, we'll go with that Okay. Any advances on that, Johnny? No, I think I think they have the upfront. It's interesting, isn't it? It's Darwin looked really good, and he's getting coached by Bielsa now at Uruguay. But I think he'll go with um, Jota. Got a couple too for Portugal, didn't he? So yeah, I think he'll revert to sort of tight gap goal Jota, who've been playing in sort of Europe, um, Salah. You know, their, their games weren't as far away, basically, and I think he'll just go with that. I think he'll go solid, spring spring Nunez off the bench uh, with Craig Dawson there, so that could be good if, they, <laughs> if they're having to take a few risks later in the game. Yeah. I don't think and they'll I think... start McAllister either because he's travelling from Bolivia, which was played That's against the right. Feast. Yeah. So Ender up against the Stars. He's playing in there. Yeah. So, so, so Curtis... Yeah. You think Curtis, Bosley, and Endo? Endo, I would, I would Endo. say so. Yeah, yeah. I think we probably got there in the end between between the three of us, or four of us, or three of yous. But I teamwork would, I, makes the dream work, eh? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I, I would probably go, I'd probably go with with what um with what Jay's suggested there, and and obviously building on on the rest of your suggestions. So yeah, uh, team score. Uh, three nil. Ooh, Johnny. Three one. Oh, I the Wolves. I'm gonna jump. Three nil. Yeah, I'm going three. I'm going three nil as well. Actually, all right. Very good. Do you often get a bet up, Jay? Sorry. Do you often get a bet up because I don't. Um, I don't really like to bet too much on Liverpool. No, just generally. Do you often get a bet up? Uh, once a month. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Johnny depends and Steve and I. Depends how many bets you're putting on, though, to get up once a month. This is true. This ratio's one in four hundred. <laughs> you're probably All right, done. Yeah. Right, lads. Listen, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate your time as always. Until next time, up the can't wait for the fucking old Trafford atomic bomb to go off reds. <laughs>